I want to talk this week about loyalty and disloyalty to America because we just celebrated July 4th. And, and what's it all about? I have a piece that was just published in Town Hall, uh, which was eventually titled A Rabbi Defends American Exceptionalism. It's about how good this country is and how Americans always appreciated the good of what America had to offer, even when it came with the parts that were not so good. As I say in the story, there were some not-so-good points about you know, Jewish life in America. Jews of my grandfather's generation, and this is a quote, endured anti-Semitic slurs, were held back by quotas at universities, prevented from renting apartments and buying homes, and excluded from social organizations. Let me tell you, the anti-Semitic slurs have not stopped, just by the way. But all of these things were part of America and what Jews had to face in America. And yet that same grandfather of mine escaped communist Russia in the back of a horse-drawn wagon hiding under a pile of hay, which a guard at the border stabbed with a pitchfork to make sure that nobody was hiding in the pile of hay that my grandfather was hiding under. You know, fortunately, he, my grandfather didn't get stabbed. He came to America, and he lived the American... Uh, I, I would say he lived the American dream, but the truth of the matter is that he was never wealthy throughout his life, but at least he set his children on a very good direction here in America to, quote-unquote, make it as Americans. But... A, not because of a handout, and B, not because uh, he thought this was a fundamentally bad country. Nobody was brought up to say, this is a terrible country, as is going on today. The, the leftist, quote-unquote, intersectional movements, um, I refer in the piece to critical race theory, identity politics, the 1619 Project, Black Lives Matter, they all share in common the idea that America, rather than being a beacon of freedom, is intrinsically evil. It's bad. It's wrong. It's racist. We need to tear it apart, rip it up from the ground, and start over. You have to uproot racism. And by the way, you have to do this with a preferential and racist system. Let me go off topic to mention uh, I found a tweet from Raytheon Corporation or describing a new Raytheon policy which says, step aside. Recognizing your privilege also means recognizing when other voices are more important than your own. Now that's based on skin color. That's explicitly racist. I mean, if you're talking about anti-black racism, we all get the idea that uh, a person who is black has a certain unique contribution to offer. The same way, by the way, we should all recognize that an educated and knowledgeable Jew should be respected on anti-Semitism more than anybody else. Don't see that happening a whole lot, by the way, but uh, it's worth mentioning. But that's not what they're talking about. They're talking about in intersectional spaces and understanding bigotry in general claiming that a white person is incapable of understanding and speaking about tolerance and understanding. I'm sorry, but that's just 
racist and, and it just be, should be called out for what it is. But this is what they're trying to do to America in general, declare it hopelessly racist that you have to destroy the country and start over as if that were really a good idea. You have to look at America in context of every other country. And one thing that has been going on for entirely too long in America, you know, someone someone posted a comment that was made by Harav Avigdor Miller, uh, a blessed memory, who passed away, you know, decades ago. So he was talking about a problem, you know, way back. He said, if you look at what the liberal left is doing, and if you remember at Kent University, there was a protest and four students were shot. And that was completely unacceptable. The National Guard, you know, deserved all the condemnation it got. But Rabbi Miller pointed out, he said, people went, the left went, excuse me, entirely apoplectic about four students killed, yet the communists in China at the same time were killing hundreds of people and they had nothing to say about it. If you care, if you actually care about improvement, you look at who is doing it better. When you care about demonization, you look for any opportunity to demonize your target. And the target of the left is the United States. And of course, by the way, Israel. Because they're not looking to improve matters. If you're looking to improve matters, you look at things in context. And America and Israel are the paragons of freedom by the standards of the countries of the world today. Notice the context. If you look at the other countries around the world, do you think that Indonesia or Burma or Egypt or Cuba or North Korea is doing better? You're nuts, obviously. So you look at things in context and say, we're not going to tear down that which is doing it best. You want to make the improvements you're talking about? Go to a place like Cuba where things are really bad. And if you can get them not to kill you long enough to adopt some of your reforms, well, great. But you don't do it by tearing apart America and claiming that America's doing it wrong because that's just encouraging barbarism. That's saying we're going to tear down the best that humanity has to offer and make it more like the worst that humanity has to offer, which, by the way, is what they're doing. I mean, when you say let's go for a more socialist system, you're going more towards the guys who are doing it pathetically wrong and pathetically bad on human rights. So this idea that we're going to destroy America and reconstruct it is fundamentally, you know, the, the ultimate result of that is barbarism and anarchy. It's not improving anything. It's saying we're just going to tear it down. Now, the second aspect, so that's all, the, you know, that was my positive side of valuing America, but it actually segues very nicely into, you know, when, when the liberal left decides the crime is bad? when right-wingers do it. As of now, according to the latest count I saw online, 545 people have now been arrested because of the Capitol riot, because of the break-in at the Capitol. You think about this, 545 people arrested. Can you name any of the multiple demonstrations held across the country where there was rampant violence, where guards were shot, where buildings were arsoned, where 545 people were arrested? Oh, no. 
Instead, we had people like the mayor of Portland saying that the the National Guard has to go away and they have to take down the fencing that they were trying to use to defend a federal building. Demonizing defense, that's another great idea. Let's not allow civilization and its landmarks and its buildings to be defended. We have to destroy everything and we have to let people destroy everything. It's just like, you know, in Israel, they even take it a step up. They call a wall that was constructed to stop suicide bombings, they call it an apartheid wall because basically they're in favor of suicide bombings. They're not telling the suicide bombers to stop. They're telling the people that the wall has to come down because it's an apartheid wall. The wall was built for one reason only, to stop suicide bombings. It's incredibly successful at doing that. But again, defense of things is bad. And And therefore, the only time when crime is bad is when it's a riot at the Capitol. MSNBC actually had a chiron about this, about the over 500 people who've been arrested so far in the Capitol insurrection. They called it an insurrection as if that were fact. An insurrection is a word related and associated with the word revolt. They go together. You have to be revolting against the government. An insurrection is designed to tear down the government and force a new government into power through armed conflict. That's what an insurrection is. An insurrection is not when you break into a building to yell at legislators and tell them to do what you think they're supposed to do legally. In other words, they want to see government run correctly. They want to see government do what they know, quote unquote, to be the right way for that government to run. Now, that's totally illegal. It's totally stupid. It's a riot, but it's not an insurrection. Oh, please. It's not even close to an insurrection. And if you look at these 500 people arrested, oh my gosh, here's, here's one of the folks. He was, why was he arrested? What is he charged with? Unlawful entry on restricted building and grounds, disorderly conduct on U.S. Capitol grounds. You know what unlawful entry means? There was somebody broke in in front of him and he went in also when really they weren't supposed to. Or even if the guards decided not to resist and let people waltz through the door, then they go back afterwards and say, oh, you weren't supposed to do that. So we're going to arrest you for unlawful entry. That's what that was, as compared to the folks who were not arrested for arson when they burnt down a CVS pharmacy because, oh, that was out in some city somewhere. That wasn't an insurrection. Get it? We make this an insurrection, then it makes total sense for charging a guy with a crime for walking through a door behind a crowd of 40 others who just went through the same door. Disorderly conduct? Raising your voice is disorderly conduct. What you see kids do in a classroom every day is disorderly conduct. It doesn't mean violence. It doesn't mean hitting an officer. It doesn't mean trying to kill anybody. It doesn't mean committing an insurrection. It means you raised your voice. You yelled. You walked where you weren't supposed to. You didn't listen to orders to leave. Whatever it is. And they've arrested 500 people on these ridiculous charges because, again, they only care about crime when it can be used against the right. And that, by the way, of course, is part of how you destroy a country, how you force a civil war on a society. 
Because, you know, the left likes to say, oh, these repressed voices, if we don't let them be heard, then they, there'll be rioting and there'll be violence. I mean, look at the excuses the Palestinians use all the time. By this same standard, what they are doing to, if they actually believe this to be true, they would not be doing what they're doing right now to all these right-wingers. They wouldn't. They wouldn't be silencing them on Twitter they wouldn't be banning their accounts. They wouldn't be charging them with ridiculous crimes for doing something which, of course, they shouldn't have done. I'm not defending the riot at the Capitol. I'm, there's a huge difference between saying this was an okay thing to do and saying this was an insurrection. This was not an insurrection. This was not a revolt. This was a group of people d- displaying totally stupid misbehavior. And they shouldn't have done what they did, but you don't charge 500 of them with, with an insurrection. It just doesn't begin to make sense. In fact, this is part of how you tear down the fabric of society. You decide that some crimes are okay and other crimes are not, are not okay based not upon the severity of the crime, but by the ideology of the person committing the crime. Because it was a bunch of left-wingers, BLM fanatics, destroying cities across America, that's totally okay, and we're going to demonize the government for trying to stop it. But when it comes to the Capitol building, which was done by a bunch of right-wing Trump supporters, we're going to blame Trump for, for, for the actions of these idiots— when he said absolutely nothing wrong, we're going to impeach him for the crime he supposedly committed. Then we're going to do an investigation of the insurrection to find out the causes of the insurrection we already blamed on Trump. It doesn't begin to make sense. There's no logic here, just demonization of those with whom they disagree. And that's part of why it's not only an inverted planet, but something that we really have to work hard to correct. Inverted Planet is generously sponsored by the Stitzer family in the memory of Carl and Rita Stitzer. If you enjoyed listening, please be sure you've subscribed. This podcast is available on all major platforms and all popular Android and iPhone podcast apps. And be sure to spread the word by giving us a five-star rating and telling your friends about the Inverted Planet podcast. Thanks for listening.